Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And welcome to another great show. It's called The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. How is everybody doing? And we are broadcasting on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key. We are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar Grill. Go jump and slide inflatables, backwoods, barbecue, and a new sponsor, Planet Fitness. I am so excited to be here on this show. Happy 901 day. A big shout out to all my friends in Memphis. Just want to say a big shout out to a former colleague of mine, Chris Vernon, and his staff at Grind City Media, John Roser, Devin Walker, Kelsey Wright Johnson. I love your show. I love what you guys do, and I get my inspiration from Chris Vernon. Today is about who I get my inspiration for when it comes to Sports Talk Radio. I've been listening to Sports Talk Radio for 30 years now, ever since I was a kid listening to Tony Kornheiser, Tony Bruno, Mike and Mike in the morning. I started listening to Colin Cowherd, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, Rich Eisen, And when it comes to college football, there is only two people that I listen to. I listen to Paul Feinbaum and Josh Pate. I also listen to Chris Vernon because we went to college together. And I listen to Jake Crane. Jake Crane has actually been a guest on the show. And I really appreciate the work that they have done. And locally here in Columbus, I listen to Thrift Behringer and DJ Jones on Sports Visions on Mondays and Thursdays. So you know where I get my inspiration from. I love Sports Talk Radio. I've had guests on this show who are also Sports Talk Radio hosts. Sometimes talent is got to work with talent. And I feel that way ever since I've been in this industry. I know that yesterday I kind of had to pull a show out of left field because my guest canceled on me. And uh, this show is going to follow suit. The craziest thing has happened this week. I had three guests lined up. I've had three guests that were lined up. Tuesday's show, Wednesday's show, and today's show. And all three canceled. I've never experienced anything like this since I've done this show. So the show still has to go on. By the way, a big shout out to Dave Plata. I pulled that one out of the archives. And Tuesday's show was Dave Plata on the show and we did a tribute to Glenn Davis, who is a councilman who lives in Columbus, but also a former Major League Baseball player. Yesterday's show, I did my college football preview and what I predict for the top 10 teams in college football. And this show, I'm going to talk about upsets in sports. Because 15 years ago to this day, on September the 1st, 2007, one of the greatest upsets in sports history happened when Appalachian State beat Michigan 34-32. to It was the biggest upset in college football. And in my mind, it ranks number three 
behind The Miracle on Ice, which is clearly number one, and then Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson, which is number two. Appalachian State, which was an FCS school back in 2007, went into the big house and knocked off Michigan, who was ranked fifth at the time. And now, that's not out of the ordinary that an FCS school will come in and knock off an FBS school. Now Appalachian State is an FBS school, and you think that that would catapult them and improve their program? Absolutely it did. They're hosting home games now where they're taking on Miami. They're playing North Carolina. I think that they could have another upset. Hey, don't forget that my high school football show for week three will air tomorrow. This is episode 451, and I hope that you all have a great day. We've had a busy day in sports. The Braves winning over the Rockies, but the Mets end up beating the Dodgers, so they don't gain ground on the Mets at all. Ozzie Albies has a rehab assignment at AAA Gwinnett. He could come back, and now what to do with Vaughn Grissom when Ozzie Albies gets inserted into the starting lineup. Serena Williams makes it to the third round of the U.S. Open. I normally don't talk a whole lot about tennis, but Labor Day weekend, which is the busiest sports weekend ever, that's where I'm watching football tonight. I'm watching football on Fridays. I got my high school football this weekend. I got college football. You got a game on Sunday, LSU and Florida State, and you got the Chick-fil-A kickoff, Georgia Tech and Clemson, on Monday. So we got football the entire Labor Day weekend, and it is fascinating. I love this weekend, and a big shout-out to my non-sports fans who are more than likely going to attend Dragon Con this weekend. Don't get me wrong, I am a fan of pop culture and Marvel and DC and Star Wars, That is great. It's just that this weekend is so filled with sports that I just don't have time for Dragon Con. I wish I could do both. Let's preview all these games happening tonight because we have got some college football games, some top 25 games that are kicking off at 7 o'clock tonight. Let's start with the backyard brawl. Pitt is ranked 17th. They're taking on the West Virginia Mountaineers. West Virginia has a new quarterback, a familiar face. You remember him. He played at Georgia. He bailed them out in the 2020 season. JT Daniels. He is now the starter in West Virginia. It's going to be at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is ranked 17th. No more Kenny Pickett. I think I'm calling the upset here. I think that West Virginia wins this game. You got the Tennessee Volunteers. What is year two going to look like under Josh Heupel? as Tennessee is taking on Ball State at 7 o'clock on the SEC Network. You got South Carolina and UCF, Gus Malzahn over there at UCF. A big shout-out to Kobe Hudson, the former Troop County Tiger. Hopefully he gets some playing time for the UCF Knights. VMI is taking on Wake Forest. Wake Forest is going to be without Sam Hartman. Penn State at Purdue. This game is going to be on Fox. Sean Clifford leading the Nittany Lions into Lafayette, Indiana. That should be a very interesting Big Ten game. I'm looking forward to that. Alabama and A&M taking on UAB. You got some local teams. Cal Poly taking on Fresno State on FS1 at 10.30 at night. Probably not going to stay up to watch that game. But I have said on this show multiple times that Fresno State has the most passionate college football fans in California I kind of want to see how much attendance is going to be at that game. We do have some FCS 
matchups as well. Kennesaw State is traveling to Birmingham to take on Samford, and you can watch that game on ESPN+. And you got Portland State taking on San Jose State. You know, I got Sleen. I still get the Pac-12 network. You got Northern Arizona taking on Arizona State. That's a pretty intriguing game. And then on Friday, because I'm not going to have a Friday show, because tomorrow's show is going to be strictly high school football. So just previewing the games on Friday, you got Western Michigan taking on Michigan State, Temple taking on Duke. I wonder if Quan Mathis is going to start for the Temple Owls. Tennessee Tech taking on Kansas. TCU taking on Colorado. Illinois taking on Indiana. You got Virginia Tech taking on Old Dominion on the road. I think I'm calling an upset here. I think Old Dominion gets the victory here. It's finally here. Can you believe it? Week one in college football. I usually get the grass and all the lawn stuff done. Seven o'clock in the morning. Neighbors, please don't be alarmed. I'll be out cutting my grass at seven o'clock in the morning, trying to get all the yard work done because I'm usually in front of the TV at 1030 watching college game day. It's going to be at the Horseshoe, Notre Dame and Ohio State. That is the big top five matchup in college football. We will... Start seeing some truths after week one. We'll start seeing maybe this team isn't all that great. Here's the teams that are on upset alert. I'm calling it. North Carolina is going to lose to Appalachian State. That is going to be the biggest game in Boone, North Carolina for App State. I'm calling it. That is going to be an upset. Let's start with the noon games. Uh, just This is the top 25. you got Sam Houston taking on Texas A&M. Still haven't figured out a quarterback over there for the Texas A&M Aggies. Colorado State taking on Michigan. You got NC State going to East Carolina. That's going to be interesting. You got Bowling Green taking on UCLA on the Pac-12 network. Chip Kelly, he's he's going to get this team ready. They're going to be going to the Big Ten pretty soon in a couple of years. But the games that really matter that I'm going to be in front of the TV watching. I'm not talking about UTEP and Oklahoma. I know that game's on Fox. Oregon and Georgia. Georgia gets to face their former defensive coordinator, Dan Lanning, and Bo Nix. Oregon went 10-4 last year. They made it to the Pac-12 championship game, but they lost to Oklahoma in the Alamo Bowl. They had a pretty successful season last year. They did beat Ohio State. They don't have Kayvon Thibodeau anymore, but I want to see if this Georgia team just does not skip a beat, if they just reloaded. Because, yeah, you could talk that Georgia lost a lot of players on defense. They still have Jalen Carter. He's one of the best defensive linemen in all of college football. Nolan Smith is one of the best linebackers in all of college football. And I think Keeley Ringo is going to be a star. Georgia is going to plug and play all the new guys. I took a look at the depth chart. I really want to see Georgia do some good things against Oregon. I actually think this is going to be a blowout. I know that I said yesterday this is going to be a lot closer. Now as we get closer to kickoff, I realize this game is going to be a blowout. Stetson Bennett has so much control of the offense that he is going to find ways to get creative. Offensive coordinator Todd Munkin is going to find ways to get more creative. Georgia this year, I actually like their offense this year compared to last year. Last year, their defense was anchoring that team. And the defense was so historic that they bailed Georgia out on a lot of plays. This year, I think the offense 
will end up getting their points. You're going to be able to move the ball on Georgia's defense. There are going to be times where it could be frustrating, but I think that Georgia's defense will have a bend-don't-break defense. And I really am looking forward to this Cincinnati-Arkansas game at 3.30 as well. Another upset alert, I'm calling it. Houston is favored by four against University of Texas at San Antonio, but Houston is going into San Antonio, and I think that UTSA gets the win. I think that that would make uh, WRBL's Rex Castillo very happy because uh, he is an alum. Troy at Ole Miss. I wonder if Russell County's wide receiver, DJ Epps, actually gets some playing time. Uh, He's playing over at Troy. Of course, you know, he's a freshman. I didn't take a look at Troy's depth chart. Some local teams, Morgan State taking on Georgia Southern, Mercer taking on Auburn. I'm probably going to be flipping back and forth on the TV. I I really want to see Memphis and Mississippi State. That was the other upset that I was calling. I think that Memphis could go into Starkville. Even though they're a 16-point underdog, I think that Memphis could actually pull off the upset there. Notre Dame and Ohio State, two top five matches. It's the Marcus Freeman era going up against an Ohio State team that pretty much has everybody back from last year. Ohio State was absolutely disappointed that they got a Rose Bowl berth. They had two losses. That was unheard of. They lost to Oregon and they lost to Michigan. And that's just incredible game against Utah in the Rose Bowl. And Jackson Smith Jigba is the best wide receiver in college football. C.J. Stroud... I took a sneak peek at the 2023 NFL mock draft. They have a couple of offensive linemen that are going to play on Sundays. And there's a reason why Ohio State is ranked second. And I predict what their record was going to be on yesterday's show. I think they're going to just have one loss. Now, it is possible that Ohio State can go undefeated. But I think this game won't even be close. I think that Ohio State puts a message out. And Notre Dame is always ranked really high. I mean, this is a Notre Dame team that doesn't have Brian Kelly anymore. Brian Kelly led Notre Dame to the national championship game in 2013, and and he also led them to the college football playoff a couple of more times. Before that, what has Notre Dame done since the Lou Holtz era? It's not a foregone conclusion that Marcus Freeman is just going to pick up where Notre Dame left off. Georgia State taking on South Carolina. That's another local team here in Georgia. Colgate taking on Stanford. I'm a Stanford fan. If I, I talk 49ers on this podcast, you know I'm going to talk Stanford. Week two, I'm calling the upset. Stanford beats USC. Look, I know that David Shaw is on the hot seat, and Stanford has not been the college football team that they once were in the 2010s when they were going to BCS berths and going to Rose Bowls just about every year. Probably not going to stay up late and watch the other games. I mean, yeah, Boise State and Oregon State, Kent State, Washington, Louisville and Syracuse. Yeah, not going to watch any of those games. Sunday, Florida State taking on LSU. LSU is only a three-point favorite. This game is in New Orleans. The Brian Kelly era begins for LSU. Mike Norville trying to weather the storm. Florida State is on the up and coming. This is a pretty intriguing matchup. Now Monday, Georgia Tech, the other local team in Georgia. All the talk is about the Georgia Bulldogs and the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets under Jeff Collins. I don't think they're going to even get three wins. I'm looking at Georgia Tech's schedule. I mean, look, they take on Clemson. They'll get the win against Western Carolina next week. 
They're going to lose when they host Ole Miss at Bobby Dodd in a couple of weeks. Georgia Tech takes on UCF on the road, Pitt on the road. If they're lucky, I see two more wins, maybe against Duke and Virginia Tech, but they got to play Florida State on the road, Virginia Tech on the road. Miami is in the top 25, and they come to Georgia Tech. North Carolina, and then, of course, they play Georgia, clean old-fashioned hate, during Thanksgiving weekend. I see Georgia Tech maybe getting three wins. The days of Georgia Tech getting seven wins, eight wins, and going to a bowl game, that's what you got to hope for if you're a Georgia Tech fan. You're not going to get it if you don't have Paul Johnson. That's what made the triple option so fascinating. And 10 years ago, Paul Johnson was making stars out of these running backs, and then these wide receivers were getting drafted in the NFL. But I'm pretty intrigued by it. All right. So Jimmy Garoppolo returns to practice for the 49ers, and it looks like Kyle Shanahan is going to name Trey Lance the starter. Week 1, September the 11th, as they take on the Chicago Bears. This is a very intriguing matchup. Justin Fields says he's going to try to get revenge on the 49ers for passing on him. Justin Fields looked great in preseason. I wish I could say the same thing about Trey Lance. I'm starting to get nervous. I don't think Trey Lance is ready to be the starter. I think he needs one more year. And the first time that Trey Lance throws an interception, here comes the Boo Birds and the chance of Jimmy. Jimmy. I could see it happening. Absolutely see it happening. Look, the San Francisco 49ers are a Super Bowl roster, and they have whiffed on some picks. I mean, they just cut Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon was their top running back they selected last year, but it could be worse. Look at the Las Vegas Raiders. All their picks back since 2019, they just cut Alex Leatherwood. In all their picks from 2019, they did not pick up their fifth-year option. All right, so I'm looking at the depth chart for the Atlanta Falcons. Deion Jones is going to be on the IR to start the season. It got me wondering that even though the Atlanta Falcons got some home runs with their draft getting Grady Jarrett and A.J. Terrell, they really don't have a whole lot of depth on their team. You could thank former GM Thomas Dimitrov for that. Now, I don't know if Fontenot is a good GM. So far, he's got a couple of reaches getting Troy Anderson over N'Kobe Dean, not drafting George Pickens, not even scouting any of these Georgia players. If the Atlanta Falcons are considered the worst team in the NFL, and a lot of the power rankings has got them number 31, 30th, right behind the Houston Texans, the New York Jets, and the Seattle Seahawks, it is possible that they have found their quarterback of the future in Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter is already capable of leading the Atlanta Falcons as a starter, although Marcus Mariota is going to get the start week one against New Orleans. Desmond Ritter is a formidable backup. And then when they get Drake London back, and if they're able to get Calvin Ridley, who knows what the Falcons could do. But I think that they picked up their starting quarterback because it is hit or miss. When you get a capable starting quarterback and you don't have to pay him, well, that's a win. And the Falcons don't have to worry about drafting a quarterback next season. They could just go out and get the best player. All right, so tonight is my fantasy draft. And, you know, I won fantasy football back in 2019. I take a lot of pride into that. But I really don't know where I am picking. So according to ESPN Fantasy, the top quarterbacks available Jalen Hurts Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes Jalen Hurts that's very interesting 
the top available running backs are Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, and Austin Eckler. The top wide receivers are Cooper Cup, Jordan Jefferson, and Devontae Adams. The top tight ends are Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, and Darren Waller. The top defenses are the Saints defense, the 49ers defense, and the Colts defense. And this is according to ESPN.com. All I know is if you have Justin Tucker as your kicker, he is money. He does not miss field goals, and he does not miss extra points. Uh, That could be the difference of winning your matchup for that week. But I'm in a fantasy league. I'm excited about the draft tonight. On next week's show, I'll give you a recap of who I drafted. But it's going to kick off later tonight, and uh, I'm just going to hop on and and, uh, pick my players. That's going to be fun. Breaking news. The Cleveland Cavaliers just acquired Utah Jazz All-Star Donovan Mitchell in a blockbuster trade. The Jazz are receiving Lori Marketing, the Cavaliers rookie phenom Ochai Abaji, Colin Sexton, and Cleveland's unprotected first-round picks in 2025, 2027, and 2029. Colin Sexton, who was injured last year, this is like a bonus for Cleveland. So now Cleveland will have Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, and now Donovan Mitchell. You don't think the Cleveland Cavaliers are set up better than LeBron's Lakers? This has got to be hurting LeBron. You know, LeBron didn't just go to Los Angeles to try to get a ring. He already has that. He was going to Los Angeles to become a movie star. He already started Space Jam 2, and he's also producing some stuff in Hollywood. That's why LeBron went to L.A. Well, that is all the time I have on the show Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show, downloading and subscribing to my Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hope everybody has a great rest of your day. Stay tuned for tomorrow's show as I will have my high school football preview review show for week three. Hope everybody has a great day, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.